This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Jamie. And we're here. We're getting it done. We're here. We're queer. We're proud. I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, wait a well, minute. Danielle's Why do I not. sound like I'm going? I'm Danielle's going. not. <laughs> I've been known to dabble. <laughs> anyway, it's Monday. We we took time off to be like, oh, we're going to do it on Sunday instead. And then everything just fell apart for both of us yesterday. And mm-hmm. then it just didn't happen. So, God, why yeah. is life like it is? Why? Because it's hard. So I was telling Jamie that, and this is a good way for us to segue and probably just like get right to it because I don't really have much going on, like the huge, but um, my seven-year-old is always saying he can't wait until he can be older and nobody can tell him what to do because he does not like school. He wants to, oh my goodness, you can hear my husband talk. Um, He wants to be able to play his video games all the time and not go to school. And that's it. Same, kid. I mean, Avi, right? But he's like, I can't wait until I'm older and nobody can tell me what I can do and what I can't do. And I was like, you know what, dude? More people tell you what you can and can't do when you're old. Right? As soon as you become an adult, everybody starts telling you everything you can and you can do. And you got bosses and kids. I mean, I don't have that problem because I, at a certain age, was like, fuck them kids. You, on the other hand, were like, hey, this guy has two kids under the age of 15. Let's get together with him. (laughs) No. I mean, not that Paco's son isn't... Yeah, he's young. He's 13, but... So, yeah, he's young, but you don't see him all the time. Oh, so I'm not allowed... Did we talk about how I'm not allowed to basketball games anymore? Yes, we did talk about it. Well, you can tell, you can tell them because you told me, but you didn't tell them. So, yeah, go ahead and tell them because that was actually pretty funny. So, so I'm them. not allowed at the sports ball events anymore <laughs> because we went to the basketball game for my, my I guess, we'll call him my stepson just for mm-hmm. shits and giggles, mm-hmm. you know, speak it into the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept clapping for all the kids that made baskets and... Paco's sister kept smacking my hands, and she was like, we don't clap for the other team. <laughs> but they're like 12, 13-year-old kids, except for one look like a full-grown man. But they're like 12, 13-year-old kids making baskets, so I'm like, yeah, good for you. That's not how you do it at sports ball events. Apparently, I need to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. Then, um, there was a moment where Devin got hurt, and his little nose was bloody. <gasps> yes, uh-huh. And... I was like, he. I saw him cover his face, and he looked like he was in pain. And I was like, what just happened to him? And Amanda, Paco's sister, was like, um, he got poked in the eye. He'll be fine. And I was like, that doesn't look like his eye. That looks like his nose. Because he was, like, tearing up. I was like, that's his nose. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's his eye, whatever. And I'm like, Paco, go find out what's wrong with him. He was like, walk it off, Devin. Shake it off. And I was like, don't tell him to shake it off. Oh, so I see him walk off the court with the coach and come back and he's got his head back and he's got tissues on his nose and he's got a whole new mask on because he bled into his mask. Mm. I'm like, I'm about to find this kid and throw hands. Mm. Who the fuck put their hands on my baby? I don't care if it oh was my an God. accident. I don't give a fuck. 
Like, I'm ready to fist fight a child. I was like, they won't even know. Somebody's getting ready to catch these marshmallows. They don't <laughs> even know because I'm short like them. <laughs> They're going to be like, there is an older midget woman who has just entered <laughs> <laughs> entered the floor. Is it on the floor. And, and she she's keeps going at sports ball. She's windmilling someone and scream. She's windmilling one of the children <laughs> and screaming, sports ball, my baby. <laughs> so this is where it all went wrong for me. And I didn't even think about it. Wait a minute. It. It had gone wrong from as soon as you started talking. What do you mean? Like, yeah, right, but this, right is, this is where our Jamie was pretty much banned from sports ball. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So I forget that Devin is 13. Because when I met Devin, he was like, God, it was he was seven? Mm-hmm. So when he comes over, I pull his little mask down, and I'm like, baby, are you okay? And I kiss the tip of his nose. Oh, my God. No, you did not. And then I was like, didn't even think anything of it. So there we go. And, and Devin's like, you can't do that. Like, I forgot you're a man. Like, I'm sorry. So now I think I'm allowed to like one a year. I think (laughs) there was like at a meeting and there were some negotiations and they're like, well, we don't want to cut her out completely because she means well. So we'll give her one. We'll give her one a year. And and I'm fine with that. Well, maybe if your ass behaves, they'll let you come back to another one. Right. Maybe if you just sit there and go woo woo when everybody else woo woos, then maybe they'll let you come back. Whatever. Kids were making baskets. I was happy for them. Like, <laughs> I was like, good for you, kiddo. <laughs> You're the reason they would get participation trophies. Yeah. And our kids are fucking assholes because okay. of you. Uh-huh. You're like, it is me. It's happening. Uh-huh. I, I, I was that person in the stands that day. I mean, but I, I failed like three people this past week on roads, though. And, that, and it's a fucking toddler course. Like, we're not even going out on the roads. Like, I don't understand how people fuck this shit up. So... Basically, you have to do the pad, and the pad exercise is you make a left turn into traffic, you stop where I'm standing. You just got to stay in the right, the lane that you're supposed to stay in. Mm -hmm. How they fuck that up, I don't know. Then, you got to go, and you know how, like, when you're driving through a neighborhood, and you make a, you, like, miss your spot, and you have to, like, pull your front end 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 into somebody's driveway, back up, and go the other way? Yeah. That's all you have to do. They fuck that up. How do you fuck that up? Just come back down the right lane to me. Like, look, it's always the right side of the road. You're always driving on the right side of the motherfucking road. <laughs> you know what? I ruined it when we were in, um, for the longest time I actually did it wrong, but when we were in driver's ed, when you know when you go in a cul-de-sac, you're supposed to stay on the right side, you yep. go all the way around. I would go to the left and go all the way around. <laughs> yeah, I always did it wrong. I went counter, I went clockwise instead of counterclockwise all the so time. So then... You get three chances to parallel park. Three chances. Oh, my God. So, and I will help you. I'll be like, hey, I, what you're doing is cutting your wheel too early. You know, get that ass end really in the spot and then, yeah. you know, cut your wheel. Like, I will tell them, like, I know how to parallel park. Like, I'm out there, like, preaching it. Like, I can do it. I can't. <laughs> I'm out there denying people who can't do what I can't do. Uh-huh. But it doesn't matter because I already got my license. Right. So, I, I, like, will even help them through their fucking parallel. Then you back up 30 feet. Then right now, until tomorrow, tomorrow starts, we're back in the cars. Mm -hmm. You have to drive through some cones and just don't hit a cone and stop at the stop sign and you have a license. It's a fucking toddler course right now. Aiden could do it on his tricycle. (laughs) Aiden don't have a tricycle. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a big boy. He's got a motorized scooter. 
He could do it on his motorized scooter. Bomb, I tell you. Like, mm-hmm. it's that simple. And these people just don't fucking get it. And I'm like, y'all are fucking morons. <laughs> like, you're exhausting. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> By you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, get your shit together. Read a book. The, the freaking driver's manual would be a great one or to start Or practice with. when you get home. Like, right. practice, practice. Right. Uh, I know. Yesterday, um, my my son John and his dad came over and went driving with him in his car because it's stick shift and he's still learning how to do stick shift. Yeah. So he went and did that yesterday, and I thought that was nice. But I guess I do have one thing. So um, I heard from my oldest who's still in boot camp. Oh my sweet! And he actually wrote me like four pages front and back. What? And he was. Because I, I, I try to write him, like, twice a week because he says that, like, really keeps him going. And he's getting used to it now. He says he misses being home, but he's sort of getting used to being sad about not being home. Like, he's starting to get past his homesickness, I guess. But um, he was, like, telling me about food and, like, what their day looks like and, you know, that kind of stuff. They're up at 4 in the morning. And he said, like, they do what you think. They beat the trash cans and wake them up and scare the fuck out of them and everything else. Um, but... What I thought was interesting is we got the drill instructor letter about three weeks ago, maybe now, two, three weeks ago. And I sent him this email thanking him, you know, for his service. Cause I always do that anyway. I always stop everybody I see and thank him for their service regardless. And then I told him the story about the little, the man that I met at food line, the older man who was like, you know, he's going to go far. You, know, you told that to the drill sergeant? Yeah. I sent him a thing about my son and I just, I gave him this the whole thing about, you know, when I left him that day, I was really upset and I stayed upset. But later that day, I went to food line and I met this older gentleman and he was a veteran and I thanked him for his service. And I said, my boy's in boot camp and his eyes lit up, but his wife's didn't, you know, the wife was like, fuck, man, I'm stuck here now. Shit. You know, but the old man was like, fuck, we're going to talk about some shit. You know, he was like excited. And he told me about, you know, his sons and then he's got the creepy son who does the creepy intelligence shit now. And so I just told him, I said, you know, he, this man told me, (laughs) it'll make me tear up just because it was, I'll get to the point. You'll be like, oh my God, I'm going to bawl my eyes out. But, um, I just said, you know, this man told me my son was going to make something of himself and that's why he wanted to be in there. And here comes the waterworks that I always do. So I thanked him because I was like, it almost felt like God needed me to meet that man that day because I was so sad about not being with my son but that man told me exactly what my son told me without me telling him, right? Right. So I felt like God put me in that place to meet that man. And in a way, that meant that that man was destined to be my with my son, to make him the man he wanted to be. But he's having trouble getting there himself. So I thanked him for that. Well, my son got really sick. Like, very, very, very sick, apparently. What? So they get this thing called rhabdomyelosis, where, like, when you exercise too hard and, you know, you're breaking your muscles you know what I mean you're you're hurting your muscles and injuring your muscles exercising that hard and when you do that you get like all these different things that are floating through your body we have to drink a lot a lot a lot of water or whatever it is to kind of help drain all that out of your body and I guess he wasn't drinking enough and he got really really ill like he was having chest pains and all that stuff so his kidneys were starting to shut down there was like all this shit happening to him like it was pretty serious but he rebounded very very quickly apparently so that was good but like you know his his heart was starting to have issues and all that stuff because he was really sick. So he ended up going um, into the sick bay for three days. So it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but then he couldn't do training again on Monday. Cause that was when his follow-up was. So he lost four days. <laughs> 
And my son said to me, he was like, because of you, they didn't drop me. Because he had missed four days. So he, they would have dropped him into a different platoon that was behind. Instead of being in the one that he's in. And he was like, so even when you're not with me, you're always protecting me. And thank you. Aww. So the drill instructor Jesus said. Jesus Christ. The drill instructor told him that my email saved his ass to keep him there. I'm like, oh my God. So I was like. <laughs> but I was upset because I'm like, my son was in bed for three days, sick as a dog, on IVs and stuff. And they got him back up. And he rebounded very quickly, which is a great sign. So the fact that he rebounded so quickly, but um, when he said that, I was just like, whoa, I was like crying. But I'm like, my son was sick and nobody called. You know what I mean? Like he was just stuck in bed and it just. That sucks. It did a little bit. So when he called me that day or whatever, I was like, are you sick? And he was like, no, but he sounded sick. Remember? It was the next day he got back on. He won drill. (laughs) His group won drill. And that's why he got the call. So the very next day he got out of bed and he went right back at it and they won as a group and he was able to call me. So apparently now they're going into like phase two. It's like broken down into like three different phases um, or four phases, something like that. And now it's all going to be like shooting and things like that. So it should start to get a lot easier. So I think he's going to make it. But yeah. So yeah, like it worries me that with all this shit going on, like... Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about it, believe it or not. Like, when he calls, are you right or anything like that, you are not allowed to. Yeah, I get it. There's some soldiers mm-hmm. on TikTok. There was this girl on TikTok, and she was like, I didn't sign up for this. I'm so scared, blah, 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 blah. And these people, these fucking people are, like, commenting on her going, you know, you don't have the right to be scared. You're a soldier. This is what you signed up for. When soldiers go into the military, they don't – people. when people go into the military, they don't sign up for war. Mm-hmm. In a way, they do – but mostly they're going in because they want help with college. Mm-hmm. They want to make a career out of something. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that war will happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a chance you're willing to take. That's not why people go to go to fucking right, the service. Yeah. They're My not son like, didn't go in being like, oh, I want to go to war and kill people. Yeah, no. they're, they're not going in like, oh, I'm going to shoot somebody. And these people are just so fucking cruel. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm like, this needs to be over within the next four weeks. Mm. It needs to be over and fucking done with mm-hmm. in the next four weeks. Just put Kanye West and Vladimir Putin in giant submersion tanks filled with hot water, Kanye's music, and because, you know, he has to have his own music. <laughs> and fucking Xanax. Yeah, I know. Put them in Xanax. It, pump it through the royal pipes, whatever it is, to get to Putin. He needs so much Xanax. Mm-hmm. And maybe he has to poop. <laughs> maybe he's constipated. Constipated, Because yeah. that makes people really cranky. I'm very cranky when I can't poop. I, I know you're cranky when I you can't poop. I am so cranky when I can't make a poo-poo. I know. <laughs> make a poo-poo. A poo-poo. Now, I, I think it's interesting. They're like, okay, so... What it is, is they, they brief, like, the families at this point, and you are not allowed to, if they call you, you're not allowed to talk about it, and when you write them, you are not allowed to mention it in their letters, so their letters are going to start being read through right. um, to be made sure, and if they don't read read them, it goes through this scanner, and it looks for certain words. It, it looks for buzzwords. Buzzwords, yeah, so now that that's happening, you they because they can't know about these things. So it's up to the drill instructors if they get briefed on things or not. You so you um, mean to tell me that those babies in there don't know about no. anything that's going on in the world right now? No, <gasps> that they're completely cut off from the world. So you know, politics, social media, all that. They don't have phones. They don't have social media. They can't get on computers. That they're not allowed on any of that stuff. 
So um, no, they, they don't have access to any of that. And it's specifically because they're making them into the men and women they need to be. So we were, you know, there's like, you get these groups and um, in the groups, they start briefing you like what you can and can't do. So for instance, like um, I can't mention my son's name and what school he's going to go to. Like I can't mention um, like when he's done, like if it's still going on when he's done his school and he gets to his first PDF, like his first station, I can't talk about him and where he's at. Um, we can't post his picture. So, like, you know, he gets his dress blues picture and all that stuff, and you're not allowed to put that on social media right now. So, it's, like, all these things, because they want to protect them, like, you know, because right. social media is, like, a big one. They'll be able to figure out where they are, and you're not supposed to do that. Like, you could get your kid killed. So, it's really interesting. It really isn't going to apply to me that much, because by the time, you know, he's done or whatever, I don't know that it'll really apply to us, but it doesn't matter. So, like, even... Other people, like, you're not supposed to, like, yeah. it's a thing. And it comes down and, like, these moms, like, you know, that are on it, they know. And they tell you, like, it's X, Y, and Z. And actually, they're, the boys that are going out, the women, the women and men who are going out, they already got their letters. And those letters say, for your family. And then they have to tell the family. So, they're posting their letters with their information, like their recruit's name or, or their right. whatever, their Marine's name or whoever they are. Like, that's all crossed out, and they're like, it's time, you know, you're on something. They call it something, and I can't remember what it is. I'll have to go back and look, but we're on certain, it's a, a certain lockdown that you have to do with information. It's an information lockdown, so I don't have to do that just yet, but, because um, I don't actually have his picture. I won't even have his picture until I show up to his graduation. Yeah. Like, I'll have the banners made and all that, and then they have access to it, and they'll make banners for me, but I won't even see his picture until I get there. Anyway, so... Very interesting how things work when you're not in that role. But what I can say now that we went through that, um, it's I want to just walk away from this for a minute and I want to come back because there was something that was pretty funny. And I was talking about my son again, my youngest, that's like, you know, I want to be an adult, blah, 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 blah. Well, last night, what I've been doing with, you know, we've been dealing with, you know, a lot of stress in the last couple of months. And what I've been doing is where when me and my anxiety and everything, I'll watch shows that are like easy and lighthearted. And one of them is like Young Sheldon. Why I didn't get into Young Sheldon, I don't even know. But it is like a blessing because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning I'll be watching some Young Sheldon. It's funny. It's adorable and it's easy and I just love it and it's pure and I just, I need that. Well, all of a sudden I started seeing like Roseanne come up, like the old Roseanne. And the old Roseanne, I was like, well, let me do some of those. Because I used to watch those constantly. So I know like every episode. But after a couple of years, you kind of forget. So it's kind of okay to watch again. So last night, I happened to be watching an episode because I didn't have anything else going on. And it had, believe it or not, Luke and Laura on there from General Hospital. That's how old this show was. It was when she was Roseanne Arnold. So she was married to Tom Arnold at the time. This was like a million years ago. And it made me think about when we would come home from high school and watch General Hospital and how easy that it was. That was, like, the best time of day. And yes. you knew which girls watched General Hospital. Like, I was a walker. Yeah. We walked. Me mm. and Heather booking. Uh, yeah, you were okay. trying to get home. And they would be like, hey, what are you guys doing? And we'd be like, gotta go. And we didn't want to <laughs> tell nobody we were watching General Hospital. <laughs> we needed to get down and sit down in front of that TV and watch... Gemma Hoffman. Yeah. I know. Like, I loved it. My mom got me stuck on those shows. Like, and the I would nurses ball. The nurses ball used to be my favorite part of the year. Where yeah, they were all, like, where they all had their little talent shows. Like, the nurses ball was the first time I ever heard Jesse's Girl. When 
my god, why do you always remember everything? Rick like, you would think I, like, smoked pot, and I Rick's, never smoked pot, and Rick I remember nothing. Springfield sang Jesse's girl to John Stamos's character, whose name was Blackie. John Stamos's character's name was Blackie? On General Hospital, and... Because his hair was black? <laughs> and Rick's, um... Rick Springfield's name was Dr. something Blake. Oh, that's right. He was a character on General Hospital. Okay, yep, now it's like coming back to me. It's coming back to me now. Right, and during the nurses' ball, <laughs> they got to show off their little talents. They were always like singing and tap dancing and acting great. And like they would be like, the nurses' ball. And Bobby, Bobby, is about Bobby Spencer always, mm. always ran it. Mm. And she was like the head nurse. And oh, that sounds Rick like so much Springfield sang Jesse's girl. Of course, he better have. I don't know who Blackie's girlfriend was at the time, but yeah. But those were good times, you know. It's like, gosh, it, and like I always tell my kids, I'm like, don't be in a rush to grow up because it's kind of a trap, you know. And then, and the whole thing that made me think of it was like on Roseanne, like Luke and Laura came on as their character, so they came on to talk to Roseanne and Dan about how they made it through their wedding or their marriage and how you know all that stuff, and then and they were like. <laughs> She said something like, I forget what Roseanne said to her. And Laura was like, oh, well, there was that time that I was gone for about two years when I was kidnapped by so-and-so. And And I thought that was so funny. So they came on the show as if they were really married Mm -hmm. and they're real characters. They didn't come on as themselves and just, you know, actors. So I thought that was really cute. And it reminded me that I got something in January that they killed off Luke Spencer again. I said, holy freaking balls. He's probably going to be back next week. Well, I mean, it's the only only one still on. There's General Hospital still on, which I never knew. I think General Hospital is still on, and Days of Our Lives. Is, is it Days of Our Lives? Is it Days of, Days of Our Lives? I think this is still on. Either that or Young and the Restless. Hold on, let me. I think it's Days of Our Lives. Well, back in January, they killed off Luke Spencer again from General Hospital, and I was just completely shocked by it. And I just thought, I can't believe that he is still. On that show, like, I just was shocked by it. Like, how the hell did they manage to keep these people on this long? And I don't even remember when I stopped watching General Hospital. I just stopped watching at some point. Yes, it is Days of Our Lives. Still on, huh? Days of Our Lives has been on for 57 years. Holy crap. Now, let me see how long General Hospital's been on. I, I know it's been on for a long ass time. I know that. I know, I just, I, I don't General know. Hospital has been on, um, oh, it didn't give me that one. 59 years. Holy shit, on shingle. They are on season 59, episode 117. Well, you know who's not on there? Luke Spencer. Yep. <laughs> so Luke Spencer. Yeah, but out. Luke Spencer's been dead, like, <laughs> twice. Oh, and, and Anna and Luke, and Duke, Duke and Anna... Um, they were dead and then alive and then dead and then alive again. <laughs> dead and alive. And dead Robin alive. was dead and alive. And who else was? Um, a bunch of them. There's just, uh, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. And it just made me think of those things. That's all. Like, I've been thinking about that a lot. And I probably have mentioned it quite a few times because even my, my mom at one point was like, you're going to wish you were back in high school at some point. And I was like, no, the fuck I won't. I mean, for the longest time, I was like, no, I won't. And I didn't for the longest time. And now I'm 45 and I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, mm-hmm. there it is. There it is. I wish I could go back now. And not because I necessarily regret anything, 
I don't... I just wish I could go back to high school. I don't know. I think with if I could go back with being, I don't know, like having, having some smarts. Having the knowledge that I have now, would I go back? Absolutely. Yeah, because then it was like, I'd be Absolutely. like the teacher's kid. I'd be involved in everything. I'd probably make some I, different decisions. I, I would not. So I would absolutely um, invent something like the iPhone. Or <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's like, that would be like the twist of fate. Because remember, we had talked about writing a book about this kind of yeah. stuff. And how interesting that would be. Um, and actually, oh, it kind of made me think of it because when we were talking about doing the book, it was about one of the characters was terminally ill with cancer. Mm-hmm. And that's why we got the chance to kind of go back and be kids again, you know, like in high school. Um, and a friend of mine, I just want to make sure I talk about it. My friend KT passed away. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like two days ago. What, KT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He passed away. So, he ended up having cancer, like, 20 years ago, and he was one of the first patients to get in on that immunotherapy, mm-hmm. and he did well and was, you know, at, you know, doing all kinds of different things, like, doing meetings for the immunotherapy and everything. He was, like... So, this is not the same KT I was thinking about, so, okay. It was, um, you know, he was from my old neighborhood. Big black guy? Nope. No, not the same one. Okay, so this is, you know... No, mine was a girl, so... Oh, mine was a guy, and he was just one of the first people I met when I had moved into the old hood, and I was, like, just turning 12, and he was, you know, definitely older, but he was always, like, outside and nice, and, you know, just was, like, a nice guy, you know, just one of those people, and he remained a nice guy, and he was very into jazz and taking pictures, and, like I said, he was very big in the, the cancer community, advocating for different things, and about three months or so ago, he ended up in the hospital because he thought he threw his back out and ended up being cancer in his back. And it went all over. And then eventually, like, apparently it, it shot off from his back and went to his brain. And, like, that was it. Like, in three months, he was gone. Ah. So I just wanted to make sure that I had said something about him so I could memorialize him because he was just one of those people. He was really a truly one-of-a-kind, good-hearted person. And he fought his damn ass off. And I just want to say rest in peace to my buddy. Okay, what you got? So, to go back, I wanted to talk about Elon Musk. We got to talk about him with this thing. Elon Musk, and we don't have to stay on it, but he is praised because it says, from the Daily Wire, Elon Musk praised for coming to Ukraine's rescue as he pushes a button and changes the course of history. And really what he did was that Russia had, Russia had taken out Ukraine's ability to be on the internet. Well, he, one of the Ukrainian citizens commented on his Twitter and was like, you can launch rockets into space and you have all this money meanwhile over in the ukraine we don't have any internet we don't have anything and that's when he and you would think i'm pretty sure it was the president or the vice president it was somebody up there that said that to him like but when they said it to him i like they were kind of snarky with it and i wasn't expecting what i saw but his reply was like it's done it's fucking done here you go Mm -hmm. well it says billionaire entrepreneur elon musk was praised on saturday for responding to the ukrainian government's plea to provide SpaceX's Starlink satellite broadband service so that Ukrainians could access the internet as Russian military forces invaded the country. Musk made the remark on social media in response to a tweet from Mikhailo Fedorov, the vice prime minister of Ukraine, who tweeted at Elon Musk, while you try to colonize Mars, Russia tries to occupy Ukraine. While your rockets successfully land from space, Russian rockets attack Ukrainian civil people. We ask you to provide Ukraine and Starlink stations and to address seen Russians to stand. Starlink service is now active in Ukraine, Musk responded. More terminals en route. Nice. And then Ukraine responded with, thanks, appreciate it. And then it kind of goes on and it talks about different things. 
Um, even um, May Musk, Elon's or Elon Musk's mother, said she was wonderful, proud mom, stop the war, Ukraine. Like she's on there. Oh, whoops, I just dropped my pills on the ground. Um, like she had went on there, and a lot of people were talking about that. Um, so he apparently Starlink provides high speed, low latency broadband internet access across the globe. Within each coverage area, orders are fulfilled on a first come first serve basis. The company says using advanced satellites in a low orbit. Oh. Starlink enables video calls, online gaming, streaming, and other high data rate activities that historically have not been possible with satellite internet. Huh. I thought that was pretty interesting. So he did it. He was like done. Right. Done and done. Good for you, Elon. Speaking of streaming and very eccentric people, because Elon Musk is very eccentric. I do enjoy him, though. I do. I enjoy him, too. I think he's really interesting. I, I enjoy like him, him a lot. So speaking of that, so Kanye West... Um, Kanye West came up with this streaming thing. Uh, what is it called? Kanye West Stream Player. Um, the st- it's called a STEM player. And what it does is it streams music. And then that person that has this thing can remix the music any kind of time they want. Like they can do whatever they want with the music. Okay. This thing is $200. It looks like something Elon Musk would make. Oh, so it's like a little disc. It's like a little Bluetooth thing. Yeah, okay, got so, it. So, um, in order for you to hear Donda 2, which was the, his new record, you mm-hmm. had to buy this stem player. People paid $200 for this. Which is insane. Which is insane. And then Oof. Kanye didn't even drop the album. He didn't? No. It still hasn't been dro- dropped in its entirety because he just didn't do it. Now, <laughs> oh, my God. Now, people have already learned how to hack their phones and pair it with their phones. And they they can trick their phones into thinking the device is present. And it's not. And they can still play his music. So, oh. now there's people file sharing this new album that hasn't been released in its entirety when it was supposed to be released specifically on this streamer it's the only place you could hear it that's why people ran out and bought it because for some reason they fucking love kanye and then (laughs) he didn't even do it oh my he didn't even fucking do it he didn't even do it but this is probably why he didn't do it because he's fucking nuts so oh shit i just lost that freaking kanye article He's definitely an interesting, interesting man. That's He's for sure. a fucking duke, dookie head, like <laughs> dookie head. <laughs> but is but I, he, this is why this is why he didn't do it because he's still trying to keep his wife. So it says the saga continues, and it, they use a K when they spell continues because I guess it's supposed to be punny. Oh, gotcha. Kanye West objects to divorce once again. Claims Kim K can't prove he wrote the Instagram attacks. And I have to just mention, I was following along when he was doing all those things, and he absolutely 120% put up a post on Instagram that said, nobody else hacked me, it's me, I posted, it's my phone, he flat out said it, and this was just like two weeks ago. Yep. So, that's interesting. It says, despite already replacing his, this was two days ago, it's on Bossip. 
Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Despite already replacing his estranged wife with one of her doppelgangers, Kanye West isn't letting Kim Kardashian end their marriage without a fight. According to reports from TMZ, Kanye just filed legal documents hoping to make his Instagram post attacking Kim, her boyfriend Pete Davidson, and others inadmissible in next week's court hearing, where the judge will decide whether to restore Kim's single status or not. West's lawyer is arguing that the social media posts are not only hearsay, but double hearsay, asking how can one... How can how anyone can know if Kanye himself really wrote those posts? In the docs, yes, lawyer says Kim claims she read something online allegedly by Kanye and characterizes the post in her declaration as misinformation. Kim needed to offer the social media post into evidence and show the post that were, posts were written by Kanye. She has to prove that. Basically, the documents never say Kanye didn't write the post. Just that Kim needs to do a lot of extra work to prove that he did. In addition, Kanye's lawyers also say the couple's prenup can't be viewed as a va as valid right now. Bitch, what? What? <laughs> yes, they can. Not? According to the Donda rapper's attorney, there is a presumption in California that prenups signed after 2001 are invalid. What? what? And the only way they can be validated is either either during trial or if both parties agree. So Kanye is basically saying that since he hasn't agreed to the prenup, it is invalid. What? He agreed with it when he signed the thing. Right. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Right. Come on. No, 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 uh -huh. no, 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 no. So. He can say whatever he wants. He's that saying it can't be enforced, but there's a full-blown trial. In other words, Yee is doing anything he can to halt this whole process and keep Kim from becoming a single woman legally. Holy shit, he's a weirdo. Mm. He needs to get it together. He probably has to poop. No, we're. I think we're way past him having to poop. I'm sorry. I just think we're way past that. I. What the fuck is this? It just says Queen Elizabeth has passed away. Nuh-uh. Did she? This is on 223. On the February 20th, Elizabeth II contracted COVID-19 and had to cancel her engagements in England. Her frail health is a great concern because she is due to celebrate her Platinum Jubilee in June. On Tuesday evening, an American gossip media announced her death. She's not dead. I don't she see ain't dead. That'd be all over the place, motherfucker. No, just one day ago, it was on Harper's Bazaar that it says Queen Elizabeth postpones diplomatic reception amid UK Ukrainian crisis. So Right. Shh. She's not going. That woman is, her life is fascinating. I just have to say. Yeah. Have you watched The Crown? Yes. Mm. Yes. I, I haven't watched past in. season two. I really need to get in there and do it. Um. So everybody, I don't know if everybody, I don't know why I say everybody, but um, there is a um, group that I talk about. It's called the, uh, the Aldi Isle of Shame. The Aldi... Aldi, Audi, whatever. So they have the Isle of Shame, and it's yes. where all those weird things are, and you're like, what the fuck are they here for? Well, they've got a new thing, and if you're not in that group, well, I won't tell you, but if you're in the group, you're like, oh, I already know what she's going to say. It's either going to be the sweater dress, which says dog mom on it, oh. or, excuse me, it's going to talk about the glitter britches. I love that they're called britches. Yeah. Yes. So there is this woman who made a post about these things and they're basically like um sequin jogger pants 
the fuck do you have sequin jogger pants at Audi for? Like, it's so weird, but I love it at the same time. I'm so here for it. Like, Are you going to go and try and find them? Uh, no, probably not. I'm going to go and find them for you. I'm going to get you glitter britches. You're going to get me glitter britches? Your birthday is coming. Well, I love what this woman says about it, so I wanted to read her post because it's fucking hilarious, okay? And she's an older woman who hit Vegas, and she was here for it, but those pants were not. Oh. So it says, I was so excited to find the sparkle britches for my trip to, to Vegas. I popped those sequin soldiers on and head out for the town. At first, I noticed the sequins catching on each other as I'm walking, and I'm like, okay, no big deal. If I leave a little sparkle breadcrumb trail back to my room, heck, it will help me after a few cocktails. However, by the time I made the great trek to the restaurant, the snags had created a force field of spider webbing that made my legs stick together as I walked. I ended up baby stepping all the way back to the room, praying I didn't have a blowout. For us thick thighed mamas, they are sitting pants only. Sitting oh my pants. god. Sitting pants. You, I can see her just like. Yeah, like, and it makes you look like you have to shit. Like, it, I can imagine she's like penguin walking, like she has to poop, but really it's because her fucking thighs rub together at her glitter bridges. And she said, update, we have moved away from glitter britches and have now dubbed these my sitting pants, which keeps us from having to do anything we do not want to do forevermore. <laughs> so I you just... you up your bitch-ass mind. Yeah, the fucking dog, in and out, in and out, in and out. I really... So many women had posted that they needed that. I don't know if it is like a mass casualty of stress, but so many women were talking about, you made my day with that. Because you could really visually see her going through the glitter britches like, issue you know what i mean glitter glitter britches gate because we've all been there yes and we've i just all thought it was been so there. funny our favorite pair of jeans i do believe like i guess it was like right after biden one i remember i posted something and i was like you know you you fought for four years blah 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 and i was like but it was about my leggings because my thighs had, had, these thighs were just too much for them. Uh-huh. My favorite black leggings were no longer, I had to throw them away. It was the saddest day ever. <laughs> Your favorite black leggings. Because the oh. chub rub is real, people. It the is real. The chub rub is real. Well, this woman's name was Erin. So if any of you guys remember that post from in there, write us in and be like, I remember that post. So anyway, go ahead. So I have, I think it's an, am I the asshole, but it might not be. Oh, okay. This is from Percolately. I like them. They do a lot of... I read a lot of stuff from them. Okay, it says, Guy accuses a, accuses girlfriend of incest after he discovers her cuddling with her brother in their bed. Physical touch is a very polarizing issue for many people. While some treat hugs, kisses, hugs, kisses, and the like almost... Why, why is it written like that? It should say hugs and kisses. Anyway, while some people treat hugs and kisses and the like almost as if it were part of their DNA, other are, others are made highly uncomfortable by it, even if they're simply observing it. So, like PDA. Like, people who get uncomfortable with people doing the PDA. Mm-hmm. It says, things can get even more delicate when it comes to physical t- contact with one's family members. As was the case with Redditor VB Giona whose behavior with her brother left her boyfriend in a state of disbelief. Thinking that her boyfriend overreacted while also questioning her own behavior, the original poster took to the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? I love that subreddit. That is such a good subreddit. Yes. It's such a good one. It says, Am I the Asshole for sharing a bed with my 26-year-old brother? I'm a 20-year-old female. 
I the guess o- it really depends on what we're talking the about. The OP first fi- filed, filled readers in on her current living situation and a visit from her brother that both she and her boyfriend had been expecting. I know this story may sound absurd, but bear with me, please. So I'm a college student, and I've been living with my boyfriend, 21 male, since last year. I'm attending an out-of-state university, by the way. My brother had some business to do in a nearby city from, from today until Friday. He decided to take a little detour and arrive at my place on Saturday and spend the weekend with me, and then, an, and then take an early morning flight to his destination on Monday since it's close by. I had a very busy and trying day prior to his arrival, though... Though, so I told him that I was going to leave the door unlocked and he could just come in, as I didn't want to be woken up. What? Your brother's coming in from town? You don't want to be woken up? He was supposed to get to my apartment around 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. Me either. My boyfriend left... I know, like, never see, mind. I I'll take see it back. you when I wake up. <laughs> my boyfriend left on Friday to spend the night at his parents' house because his mom was not feeling well. He knew that my brother was coming over. My brother arrives on Saturday at 6.30 a.m. He tries to wake me up, but to no avail. He tells me if you're not going to wake up, at least let me get into bed because it's cold and I'm sleepy too. So he gets in. The OP's boyfriend returned home shortly thereafter and was not at all pleased with what he found upon returning. My boyfriend's ye- yelling wakes us up at around 10.30 a.m. He starts saying how it's basically... Damn, slept in at 10.30? What's that like? He, right? He's starting, he starts saying how it's, this is basically cheating. Asking if we had sex. If we were in an incestual relationship, this is an absolutely disgusting and mega inappropriate and other delusional things like that. I tell him that we always shared a bed while living at home and this is just 100% platonic, dude. He's my brother. He lets me know that we're snuggling under the blankets while sleeping. I tell him, yeah, that's what people do when they share a bed and it's cold. I start to get really angry at him at his point for, at this point for con- constantly trying to sexualize me and my brother's relationship so I tell him that I'm going to spend the weekend with my brother at a hotel and until I come back he better learn how to manage his irrational jealousy of his I'm back at my apartment now but my boyfriend gives me the cold shoulder oh Mm -hmm. am I the a-hole not the a-hole blah 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 the reddit community didn't quite know what to make of the OP story resulting in a decidedly mixed group of equally confused responses um not the asshole your boyfriend, your boyfriend though, sheesh, your boyfriend has seen too much incest porn. It's, abs- <laughs> it's absolutely okay to snuggle a sibling when it's cold in bed. Unless you guys were touching inappropriate places, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't bother me on its own. If I were your boyfriend's place though, because he did walk in on it, wasn't expecting it. Not the asshole, this is his weird sexual issue. I guess is, I guess it is privilege too. I mean, it's really like only a few hundred years since every family lived in one room, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the asshole. Huge red flag. Dude accused you of incest. That would be a deal breaker for most people. In addition to his jealousy, not the asshole. And what the fuck is wrong with your boyfriend? You know what they're missing? Huh? What the brother did? Because if my brother was in that situation, I don't know that me and my brother would be sleeping in the same bed. But, I mean, we're we don't have that kind of relationship. But I would think. Like, with my son, like, my son will get in bed and I'll snuggle him and he's, like, 17 years old sometimes and mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just, you know how, like, you just, you lean up against somebody and be like, oh, I love you, I miss you so much and you just have that closeness and it sounds like they have this really wonderful closeness but they don't give you, in, that there's no information about what the brother was saying because if that was my brother, my brother would be fucking livid pissed. Right, if somebody came and yelled and started yelling at you in front of like that in front of 
your brother, yeah, he'd knock him out. Well, not only that, but then what he's yelling about, like, you've got two things. Yo, dude, don't be fucking yelling at my sister like that. And, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You've got two different issues going on. My brother would have slapped the fuck out of that guy. Yeah. But it doesn't say that the brother did anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say anything. But then it says they left and they went to a hotel and you're like, oh, God, that probably didn't make anything any better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? That probably didn't, like, make the argument any better. But, right? uh, yeah. But that is, uh, that. I don't know. Isn't that a shitty thing to do to somebody? You know, I, I don't know. That's that's a really shitty thing to do to someone. I feel like some people, I understand that, like, Sally, Sally only hugs certain people. Like, if you're like, hey, Sally, give me a hug, she's going to be like, but if I'm upset or she sees me, the first thing she does is give me a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's about who they feel the most comfortable with, I think. But there's yeah. a lot of people like her that she doesn't want to be touched. She doesn't want to be held. She thinks it's weird. Right. She thinks it's awkward. So, I get where, like, his feelings about, like, public displays of affection and, and, and things, hugs and stuff like that, but that's her brother, and they weren't doing anything wrong. He was just fucking beat, and instead of getting up and making him a bed on the couch, she just scooched over. Yeah, like, that's, that's what how I'm I getting found from it. that. Yeah. She just scooched the fuck over. And, like, not only that, but it's, like, if you're living together, you know that you've heard their conversations and things like right. that. They've obviously talked. They're pretty close. And you would know that they don't have something inappropriate going on. Right. And the fact that you would even accuse her of that, like, what the fuck? No, I just think that was really shitty of him. Definitely red flag. Um, I don't know that I... He would have been broken up with. She was like, my boyfriend's giving me the cold shoulder. I would have been like, I'm giving him a full trash bag full of his shit and told him to get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, like, maybe he needs to, you know, go elsewhere. Um, Yeah, I don't understand all that. I don't know. I do not understand what the hell people, why people do what they do. I'm sorry. Like, the some of the stuff that comes out of their freaking faces, you're just like, oh my god, what are you doing? Um, but speaking of, oh my god, what the fuck are you doing? There's this woman in wherever the fuck she is, I'm gonna have to read it, uh, Oxfordshire, who says she wants, she's gonna be marrying a ghost and they are arguing over the wedding date. And believe it or not... It's not the same women we've talked about before. This is a whole brand new crazy woman. Oh my god. They're arguing about the... I mean, nobody's going to see him anyway. Remember the one lady who went around and she had the picture of Johnny Depp? Yes, and, like, and she was know, like, whatever. this is my dead ghost husband. Yeah, and he's her husband. Yeah, so it says, <laughs> this is from Metro, from February 9th, and it says, woman who wants to marry ghost says they're arguing over the wedding date. Sometimes, and they always do look very gothic. Uh-huh. I've never seen one who looks like, like Nordic-y, like with blonde hair and whatever. They're always like black hair and like, you know, they kind of you know, look a certain way. I don't know why, but that's how she looks. It says, a woman who is marrying a ghost claims no church will have the couple and they are being threatened with exorcism by priests. No, she's not. Are they really being threatened by... Are you really sure? No, you're not. I feel like... You know what we need? We need the subreddit where, um... It Am didn't I happen. crazy? Or like it didn't happen. Right. You know, says who? <laughs> like, or I don't know. We had to come up with like a subreddit where it was like things that never happened for 600. You know what I mean? Alex Why are you lying? Yeah. So Brocard, I think her name is, is 38, is a singer songwriter. For, so she's on welfare. No, I'm kidding. Not every singer song. We're going to have people write in and be like, I'm a singer songwriter and I don't know it. What the um, fuck is your dog doing? She wants in and out, in and out, because she can't stand not knowing what everybody's doing. So she wants to be in and out of this room, and she drives me nuts. Get in your bed. 
She is a singer-songwriter from Oxfordshire and fell in love with Eduardo, who she says is the ghost of a Victorian soldier last year. Eduardo, I know. Eduardo appeared in her home, and they have been together since. Like all couples, they have times of tension, but for the most part are extremely happy. Eduardo and I are currently arguing over the wedding date, Brocard says. I want a summer wedding, but he hates the heat. And I'd secretly love to make him melt, but he disappears often enough as it is. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. For weeks, we get we got nowhere with it, so I'm going to design a Ouija board of wedding dates to see which we are both drawn to. I swear he's turned into a complete groomzilla, and his list of demands grows daily. Eduardo has always had a temperamental nature, but the nuptials seem to be bringing out the worst in him, <laughs> she says. Apparently, it broke hard, and Eduardo communicate through unusual means. The ghost often sends cryptic messages in the shower. Eduardo mm. still leave, or still leaves subliminal messages in the shower and shows his emotions by sending hot and cold sensations through my body, she explains. Whatever it is I need to ask him, he finds a way of communicating back. It doesn't just lay in the perimeters of what some people class as normal. But who wants normal, she says. However, marrying a ghost is proving to be a difficult task. The couple have been shunned from numerous churches because the institutions see the relationship as blasphemous. Finding the venue has proven really tricky, she notes. We've been kicked out of a few churches and have been threatened with exercise already, exorcism already. I want a huge white wedding, but a lot of people just can't see the vision. I can't even They can't the see your groom, bitch! <laughs> I know! They're like... <laughs> just like... I just... I don't... It says, Edwarder has made a few appearances, but... <laughs> There's an overwhelming sense that he doesn't feel comfortable in churches. It's far too risky for him. How? Brokar claims that some priests do believe in the paranormal, but they can't publicly speak about those beliefs. I refuse to consider any of the typical rules and boundaries, as this isn't a typical romance, she adds. I've applied a DIY mentality to everything. I've even designed my own wedding dress, which pays homage to the Victorian era. Eduardo has insisted that I make him a Victorian three-piece suit, and I've played around with a few ideas, but ultimately, I just can't see it. You can't see him either, but on the right. I prefer him to surprise me and pull a morning suit from his old wardrobe. What the fuck is this woman talking about? Where the fuck is he going to get his what old wardrobe? Where the fuck is he going to get the old wardrobe? Is it, is it on display at the museum down the fucking street, you dumb cunt? <laughs> like, I can't. I cannot right now. The reason it's do it yourself is because you're about to marry yourself, Dennis Rodman 2.0. Like, you fucking crazy twat box. (laughs) Choosing who to invite to the nuptials is also causing hassle, as most of Eduardo's friends are no longer alive. Didn't stop him from being there. (laughs) Why can't she just... Why can't you just Ouija board his friends there? I'm, right. I'm like, why stop and just right. wedding dates and his friends? Send blessings up on fe- feathers of doves. Uh, I don't and, know. And, you yeah. know. Even worse, his best man is stuck in hell, she says. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. To add a touch of glitz and glamour to the occasion, the couple are inviting a series of celebrities, including the ghosts of Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, and the Bard. I've never heard of the Bard. I don't know what the... Do you know what the Bard is? No. No. My dream is to have an eclectic combination of souls at the wedding, says Brocard. I have a blatant disregard to whether they are classified as alive or dead at this point. It barely seems you know, relevant. You know who she really needs to invite to the wedding? The ghost of Sigmund fucking Freud. Because she needs help. Or Ghostbusters. I or Ghostbusters. <laughs> Something. Well, I find it interesting that she's saying she's having issues getting his friends there because they're dead. But she's okay with being like, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, and apparently whoever the fuck the bard is. 
Right, because they're 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 just gonna come because they knew you, right? I, I'm just thinking, why are you having? They it knew doesn't you. Make sense. My, so, <laughs> William Shakespeare would be warmly welcomed, particularly if he's reading a sonnet. So long as he doesn't reenact Hamlet. On my special day, I don't have four hours as bearer for someone else's drama. She's saying this. Eduardo desperately wants one of his fellow soldiers to be his best man, but apparently he went to hell in 1875 for running an opium den. He hasn't been reachable since. There are so many obstacles to cartwheel over when marrying a dead man. The A-list guest list also includes King Henry VIII and Johnny Cash. I'm like, what the Eduardo proposed to Brookhard in November 2021 when she found a diamond ring on her pillow after the pair had a fight. She How the fuck did he get a diamond ring? <laughs> did he go to Jared? Like, <laughs> how the fuck <laughs> did he get a diamond ring? What did he play with? What did he pay with? The blooms? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the blooms. I have four shillings and eight pieces of silver. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> she claims the mysterious piece of jewelry was a romantic proposal and said yes to her spirit lover. One morning I awoke to find a ring on my pillow. She recalls it was digging into the side of my cheek. It felt like I'd been stung by a bee or something. But when I touched my face, I felt the stone and ring band. I thought I was dreaming. And I think I fell back asleep. When I awoke, the ring was gone. I went for a shower. Oh, no. <laughs> I went for a shower and noticed a question mark appearing in the stream in the steam. I was convinced I was still half asleep, so I grabbed a few espressos and carried on with my day. The next night, the same thing happened, but this time I woke to find the ring still there. Again, question marks appeared in the steam on, in the shower. It was then that the penny dropped. Eduardo was proposing. For the big day, Rocard has penned a new song and wants to show her devotion to Eduardo. I've, try, I've really tried to pull out all the stops, and I've written him a magical wedding song, which I plan to walk up the aisle to, she says. It's always been my dream to write my own wedding anthem, and the paranormal, haunting element of Eduardo's presence has provided me with so much inspiration. Johnny Cash is totally going to sing it. Apparently, well, she was I don't but, know. But I, not to his best man, because he just he's in basically fell into a ring of fire. Yeah. He's really pushing me to the edge of my creativity and challenges me to open my mind to a whole new world. Mm. A whole new world. Well, that's good, because genies don't exist either. I just, like, I I'm not saying the ghosts don't exist. I'm not saying that. But I do not think that you're in love with Eduardo. I do not think that Eduardo proposed to you. And I think you're a wackadoodle. I can't even read the rest of this shit. This is so fucking ridiculous. This woman is just... She's ridiculous. I'm just... I can't. I, sometimes I think people wake up and they're like, I want to be famous for something. Even if it's just a right. few minutes. What do I do? And she was like... I'll start telling people I'm getting married to a ghost. Fuck it. Go right. Go. And here's the backstory. Yeet. Or whatever they call it. Is it yeet? Yeet or something. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever my kids say these days. And here's like, the backstory. And this is what we're doing now. <laughs> I love how you were like, <laughs> bitch, nobody can see your husband either. <laughs> anyway, do you have a, what's my call it? I'm going to look. I was going to say, because we can't We haven't done a World News Daily Report in a long time. No, I know. it's It's been a little bit, because we're at 54. Mm. Any man with 400 carats of diamonds embedded in his genitals. Yep, that's it. <laughs> 400 carats? Emasculated by robbers. Oh, Jesus. An Indian businessman who public businessman who publicly bragged about how, oh, this is World News Daily Report, but the facts 
do not matter. <laughs> An Indian businessman who publicly bragged about having more than 400 carats of diamonds surgically embedded into his genitals was violently attacked and emasculated <laughs> in his residence by masked men who took off with jewelry, a TV, some cash, and his genitals. At around 1.30 this morning, four armed men wearing face masks broke into the luxurious Mumbai residence of a well-known diamond trader, 49-year-old Rajiv Mandal. The intruders rapidly, rapidly neutralized the two security agents on site, tied them up, and proceeded to Mr. Mandal's room. According to the Mumbai police, spokesman Captain Vinay Shwa, the criminals were all prepared, well prepared and probably professionals. They neutralized everyone with chloroform. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is this? 1954. Oh <laughs> took only what they wanted and left in less than 10 minutes. The captain says the criminals showed surprising skills and, moral, and a moral sense of cleanly and cleanly and surgically removing their victim's genitals and sparing his life. They could have chopped everything off with a cleaver or a machete, but they took the time to disinfect... Just <laughs> ...to disinfect, cut everything neatly with a scalpel, and even stitch him up. <gasps> Mr. Mandel has been very outspoken for years about his passion for embedded gems, discussing the topic with several Indian magazines and claiming he himself had 400 carats worth of diamonds and 80 carats worth of emeralds embedded in his genitals. Oh my God. In fact, the diamond dealer had his genitals. That's what happened. That's where Eduardo got his fucking shit. <laughs> in, the fa in fact, the diamond dealer had his genitals covered with 1.5 billion ru ru rupees? Approximately $20 million by a body... By a body part insurance. Oh, he had it covered. The highest coverage ever registered for genitals. The Mumbai police have launched an investigation and is offering a reward of 25 million rupees for any information that could lead to an arrest in this case. Oh, the end. God. You know, there's like some young rapper or something that had like a diamond embedded in his forehead. And they ripped it out. And they ripped it out. I wonder if that's where they got this from. Uh -huh. While he was crowd surfing. I know. I was like, that's probably where they got this from because I'm like, these people are fucking nuts. But anyway, take us home, Jeanette. If you have ever gotten your genitals stolen by a ghost, <laughs> write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> um, not so much Twitter. Danielle's apparently fucking around on Instagram, maybe there. Um, not really Instagram so much. And you anymore. can listen to us. <laughs> I need to do better with everything, people. Just find us. You can listen to us. Anywhere that you listen to your <laughs> podcast, but we do have something that most podcasts don't. What do we have, Danielle? We have a radio show because somebody thought it'd be a really great idea to put our potty ass mouths on New York daytime radio, and that's where we're at. So you can hear us every Friday morning, at, in the morning too, by the way, like first thing in the morning. 10 a.m. Smack yeah, like right after the work day. Yeah, after you get like your coffee and coffee's run out, and you're like, hmm, what can I do now? You can it's listen like to us. us while you poop. Yeah, while you poop. So you can find us on the WMLD, the Voice of Hudson Valley Radio, every Friday at 10 o'clock. And if you miss us, that's okay, because they replay us again on Saturdays at 7. And mm -hmm. if you miss that, that's okay, too, because you can find us on our mother platform, which is SoundCloud, every single Sunday right around 11 o'clock. I post, like, this show, and it shoots out all over the place. All the places you listen to. Yeah, you listen to your podcast. So there's plenty of places for you to and listen. all else fails, just say, hey, Alexa, play straight from the net. And it does. That's kind of freaking awesome. I just want you to know. That's pretty damn awesome. But in the meantime, we will see you same time next week. We love you guys. Have a great okay, time. Bye. bye.